Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us today on this 214th episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo Day. The 5th of May, we're going to talk about that today. Matter of fact, our theme is a Mexican theme. Kind of like Dave Morgan's Watch Care Gathering, which is also a Mexican theme, but that's just related to the food. Our show is Mexican themed today. I believe we're even going to have a touch of Mexican theme even to our What's in My Coffee segment. So stick around. Listeners, you're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us. We've been on the air for 21 years plus, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming into your homes and cars and across your computers and the airwaves and out there on the internet. You know, you can go to khmg.org and download podcasts of this show and many other shows that we produce here locally, shows that involve and include uh, some of our own pastors and preachers and some guests that have come through here. And so I encourage you to go to khmg.org and check out all the different things we have available there. You can also listen live on the internet. So if you have a little radio on your desk, but you also have your computer there, you might want to go to khmg.org and listen live through the web instead of through your radio. You have a little more control there. And... uh, Guaranteed the digital signal coming over the web is going to be a crisp, clear signal all the time. You never have to tune it in. You can also listen, of course, on the radio dial. That's where most people are listening right now. 88.1 FM. We have some people heading home from field day at Harvest Christian Academy. Half a day to all of you. Hopefully you're not too sunburned or tired. The kids hopefully had some good times and made some great memories. Got their t-shirts autographed by all their friends and teachers. And uh, it's been a good day. I was out there helping with field day. So it was Chris and Sebastian, everyone here chips in. It's kind of an all-hands-on-deck day here at Harvest Christian Academy. So enjoyed that time. And we're glad that we're with you. This show is intended to entertain you a little bit and to edify you, build you up in your Christian life, and to inform you and educate you on things that are happening, not only here at Harvest and on Guam, but around the world. We talk about a little bit of everything. For those of you that are new to the program, we do this every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m., broadcasting live here at the studios of KHMG on the campus of Harvest Christian Academy. But we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on Saturdays from noon to 2 and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. So you can catch us on the rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., where we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. And uh, we just want to make sure that you enjoy the show. You might get to listen to a little bit of it now, and then when you get out of the car, you can't catch the rest of the show. It's okay. Go to the website, listen to the podcast, khmg.org, or listen on Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Sometimes we might have a guest in here that you want to tell someone else about so they can listen. Uh, You can give them that information as well. And uh, we are just glad to be here with you today. Now, since last week... It has become the month of May. The calendar, we have flipped a page in the calendar if you do such things. I don't know how many people still flip pages in calendars anymore. Everything kind of just pops up on our phone now. 
I don't know if that's a good thing. Is that a sign of progress or, you know, the old insurance calendars or bank calendars you used to get and hang up? You know, you kind of get nostalgic for that kind of stuff. But it's getting less and less common to see a calendar hanging up on a wall. One of the best gifts you could give someone about 15 years ago was a calendar holder, a Thomas Kincaid calendar holder. How many of you out there in the listening audience had one of those? Is a, uh, you know, specifically made for calendars like Thomas Kincaid. Uh, seemed like every Christian in America had a Thomas Kincaid calendar at one time. Uh, he was the painter of light and had scripture verses and paintings of cottages uh, in unrealistic places in the, in the woods and woodlands. And uh, they were always very beautiful. And so at Christmas time, I remember so many people getting a calendar holder. It was like a frame. You could slide the calendar down in, and the bottom half of the calendar was revealed where you could see the dates. And then the top half, of course, had the beautiful picture. And uh, it was kind of a big deal there in the 1990s, early 2000s. But now, I don't see too many of those. Matter of fact, I can't think of the last Christmas where someone gave a calendar as a gift I mean, maybe like one of those kitten calendars as a white elephant gift, but very rare. The calendar business has fallen on hard times. I think most of everything has gone digital. But you know what? Bob Shuck from the library here at Harvest Christian Academy sends me every month when the calendar does turn, even if it's proverbial, sends me a list of things that are happening in this new month. And since it is May, there are a lot of observances. I have like 15 pages of stuff here, but let me just read through a few May is Arthritis Awareness Month, Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, Asthma Awareness Month, Awareness of Medical Orphans Month, Better Hearing and Speech Month, Better Sleep Month, Breeze, Breathe Easy Month, Chip Your Pet Month, like give them a microchip, Clean Air Month, Correct Posture Month, Digestive Disease Awareness Month, Electromagnetic Radiation Awareness, Employee Health and Fitness, Family Wellness, Fibromyalgia, Education and Awareness, Gardening for Wildlife, Get Caught Reading, Gifts from the Garden, Global Employee Health and Fitness, Haitian Heritage, Heal the Children, Healthy Vision Month, UV Safety, High Blood Pressure Awareness, and Homeschooling Awareness Month. Now, so when you say awareness, it makes it sound like it's a bad thing. Like, for example... High Blood Pressure Awareness Month, Fibromyalgia Education and Awareness Month, and then Homeschooling Awareness Month. I think that's kind of interesting. Maybe uh, homeschoolers need to petition to have their governing body that puts out those types of things change the name to something that doesn't sound like a bad thing because to educate people about homeschooling is a good thing. So, But it's kind of, maybe it's the way other people have defined it. I don't know. The first week of May, Arson Awareness Month. See, another thing that's negative because it has an awareness about Bats Day in the Fun Park. Be Kind to Animals Week. Choose Privacy. Drinking Water Week ends tomorrow. Flexible Work Arrangement Week. Goodwill Industries Week. Kids Win Week. And National Correctional Officers Week. So that's interesting. A shout out to all our friends that are listening over at DOC. And down in again, you lock up, listening to 88.1 FM. Thanks for tuning in. A couple interesting things happening today. Cartoonist Day, Childhood Stroke Awareness Day, Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, which we're going to talk about with our Mexican theme today. 
Europe Day or Council of Europe Day, International Midwives Day, International Space Day, National Chocolate Custard Day, National Hoagie Day, Totally Chipotle Day, and Tuba Day. But it's also, did you know that May 5th is Bonza Bottler's Day? Bonza Bottler Day. So I had to look this up because that just sounds very interesting. So let me read you the definition from the Bonza Bottler Day website. It's www.bonzabottlerday.com. Bonza Bottler. So I had to look this up here. Just what is Bonza Bottler Day? According to the website, and I would assume they know, Bonza Bottler Day is celebrated once a month when the number of the month coincides with the number of the day. For example, January 1st, February 2nd, March 3rd. So now we're on May 5th, 5-5. When the number of the year also coincides with the number of the day in the month, so like August 8th, 2008. So it's 8808 or, you know, December 12th, 2012. Um, we're not going to have any more of these, actually, I don't think, since since we're past 2012. But anyway, when the number of the year coincides with the number with the day, there is reason to have a bigger celebration. More food, more friends, more decorations. We call this Bodacious Bonza Bottler Day. Bodacious means extraordinary, impressively great in, in size and enormous. A baby born on Bonza Bottler Day is known as a Bonza Bottler Baby which makes those birthday celebrations doubly special. I still don't understand the origin of it, but uh, it is interesting, basically, that... uh, Here, let me see here if the website enlightens us at all here. August 8, 2015, marked the 30-year anniversary of the first official Bonza Bottler Day, which was created by Elaine Fremont, 1985, when she realized there was no special occasions to celebrate one month. She decided to give herself a reason to have a party and some fun with a special day every month. So, Miss Fremont held a contest to name the day, which a student from Australia won. The Australians, likes, uh, when they like something, they might say bonza, which means super, great, fantastic. Bottler, B-O-T-T-L-E-R, is slang for something excellent. Thus, the celebration each month is now known as Bonza Bottler Day, which was first officially celebrated August 8, 8, 1985, in Greenville, South Carolina, where Elaine Fremont was born and where she lived. Ah, very interesting. We know some Fremonts from South Carolina. Anyway, Bonza Butler Day. Happy Bonza Butler Day, by the way. And uh, let's see here. Tomorrow, the 6th, I won't go through the whole week, but there are a couple interesting things here. Uh, there's uh, Free Comic Book Day, International No Diet Day, Join Hands Day, Youth and Adults Volunteering Together Day, Kentucky Derby, Mariachi and Joseph Brackett Day. I had to look up Joseph Brackett. Joseph Brackett was what is commonly known as the Shakers. So there's a longer name of that religious movement, but the Shakers. And he's the one who wrote the song, probably very, very famous, Simple Gifts. You know, he that's an old Shaker dance song, I guess. And then the seventh Sunday, International Bereaved Mother's Day, May Day for Mutts. Oh, sorry. I just swatted a... Uh, a little gnat that flew across the microphone and hit it. I just want you listeners to know why you heard that thud. Uh, anyway, Motorcycle Mass and Blessing the Bike Day, National Roast Lake Lamb Day, Rural Life Sunday, and World Laughter Day, to name a few. To name a few. So now, what we're going to do now is just take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5, including This Day in History, What's in My Coffee, 
We're going to talk a little bit about Mexican things. And we're going to talk to a Mexican person. A big, hulking Mexican person. In the time after the next break. So stick around more Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 214 on this Friday, May 5th, if you're listening to the live show. Glad to have you with us. Stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. Back with a little more live till 5, 325 p.m. on Friday, May 5th, Bonza Botler Day, Cinco de Mayo, and a number of other various and sundry. Now I got that in my head, Lawrence, because you said that about the uh, things you were selling during field day. Various and sundry. That's <laughs> I love that one. I yeah, like that one. Yeah. It, various and sundry items. I think that was even uh in the old um in the old west, yeah. the dry goods store. Sold. Sundries, sundries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could go to the haberdasher next door. Too. The haberdasher, yeah, yeah. yeah. good old haberdasher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get, get your Stetson uh, uh, fitted. Cologne? Yeah. No, no, cologne. your hat, hat, hat. Yeah, but, Stetsons. But the when cologne, I was when oh I was twelve, <laughs> yeah, that Stetson yeah. cologne was Stetson. Yeah, that's. I don't. Everybody think knew you were coming down. The, oh man, down the hall. I also like bits and bobs. Bits People and bobs. People say that yes. too. That. Well, what are you doing today? Ah, oh, just a few bits and bobs. Bits yeah. and bobs. See, you guys are good with these uh, idioms. Yep. They they kind of get stuck in. Yeah, your I, head. Used, uh, I used I uh, used tickle in the ivories, and then I, I followed that up, but it'd be a little bit more like kitten on the keys. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what my that's dad a good would always picture. tell me. Kitten on the keys. Yeah, it's just a little kitten. That's, like the Aristocats. Yeah, just you know? coming down the piano. It's what I sound like when I'm not prepared. Yeah, kitten on the keys. <laughs> kitten on the I, keys. I thought it had a positive connotation, uh, but, you know, it's maybe dad, it's... Not when my dad told me after I played at the recital, oh, Lawrence is a little, little like kitten on the keys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, today's theme, we are talking about Mexican things and uh, Mexican food and some Mexican, well, Spanish words, not Mexican words. There are no Mexican words, but... Uh, and we actually have a real live Mexican person with us today. Real live Mexican. Yep, yep. Uh, Sebastian, which is not a very... Is that a... Uh, where does that name come from? Why did uh, your parents pick that name for you? My mom said she picked it because it's a rock singer she really liked. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's, Honesty. It's, I got I named mean, after a television show. Yeah, Jared right. from Big Valley was the oldest smart brother that became a lawyer. I think my parents watched that <laughs> somewhere during nice. the pregnancy and like that. So, yeah. so now, um, Sebastian, you are uh, your father's Mexican. from Mexico. From Mexico, yeah. actually from Mexico. So yeah, he's so. got the scar on his arm where they injected like a bunch of uh, you know um, needles at once. Mm-hmm. They had a yes, bunch of the smallpox vaccine. Yeah, yes, my dad yeah. has that too. Yeah, yeah. M- uh, my parents have it. Yeah, there's a whole generation that has. He came that. over when he was the a scar. teen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. How much uh, Spanish do you speak? Oh, not much. Not much? <laughs> I only know it's certain Un poquito. Of words. Un poquito. Un Mas poquito. o menos. Yeah, I, I, I don't speak much either. <laughs> I can find my way around a menu if I need to. I think if I was dropped off in like Tijuana or something like that and needed to find my way to the police station, I could probably get there or to the bathroom, you know, baño. I know that one. Oh, That's oh, my baño. favorite word. Uh, you know, and I know what not to eat, like... 
taco de ojo, I think are eyeball tacos, which are very popular in some places, but I, I would All never right. eat that. So yeah. So I do have in front of me, guys, uh, before we get into maybe this day in history and talk a little bit about some uh, uh, what's in my coffee, the drink should be up here shortly, is I have in front of me, I was born in 1972. In front of me is the McDonald's menu from 1972. First off, uh, notably, it's small. It is. It fits on one. Uh, board. Yeah, it's one small board, maybe a four by three. If they took the two logos down, it'd be even smaller. Yeah, they had to kind of create some filler there. And it has a quarter pounder uh, with cheese, 70 cents. But if you want to save 10 cents, quarter pounder without cheese is 60 cents. So you so could. So that, that one thing I do note from that is cheese is still very expensive. Yes, yeah. Because if you think about an entire sandwich being 60 cents. 17% the price of the whole whole, uh, meal. So cheese has always been up there. A Big Mac, 65 cents. Mm. So, and that has cheese on it. But anyway, Filet-O-Fish, 48 cents. That's weird. That's good. Well, fish don't feel anything. Anyway, yeah, a cheeseburger, a cheeseburger is not a quarter pounder. It's 33 cents, so you can get three for a dollar. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Hamburger, 28 wow. cents. Again, an extra five cents for cheese yeah. increases the price by about one-sixth. I know. Uh, milk, 20 cents. You could actually but get why? milk with Let's your hamburger. Let's go back to the fact that on a hamburger and cheeseburger, it's probably the same piece of cheese. Yes. So why 10 cents <laughs> up there and five cents here? You know, that's a good question. It's interesting. Unless they put two pieces Maybe there was there, two maybe? slicer up there at the top. Yeah. That could but, be. But, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, milk, of course, that's not very kosher to be able to have milk with a hamburger. No. That's, that, that, that's You're that's not supposed floppy. to combine those two Chocolate things milk. in kosher um, kosher food groupings. Yeah. How dare a you. large order fries, 46 cents. <laughs> French fries. Kosher? Yeah, true. <laughs> French fries, 26 cents. Hot what's, apple pie, twenty six. What's cents. with the pennies all over the menu, though? Yeah, I mean twenty six cents for for the French fries. So you got to have a penny. You can't just flick them a quarter. Well, because things were so. I, I have an too. answer for this, and uh, Chris might be able to weigh in on this too, because we're from a, a slightly older generation. This this is a, a thing. It's a thing, and I know about this thing. Um, the the reason why is if you if you think about it, uh, pennies were more oh, common. I know why they... Oh, I also probably know why. You, so <laughs> you could buy something for 26 cents. But as pennies have become less and less useful, we round everything up to close to a dollar, close to a quarter, things like that. Whereas back then, a penny was actually... Could buy something. One, You could walk into the drugstore, buy a piece yeah. of candy for a penny. Now you can't do anything with a penny. That's why they've proposed getting rid of the pennies. As many countries have done with the smallest currencies, yeah. you know, because some countries, the smallest currency is literally worthless. I mean, it's like monopoly money. Uh, a couple other notable things here. Coffee was only 15 cents. Hot. I wonder what a senior citizen got their coffee for. Maybe they paid them like five cents. Um, <laughs> hot chocolate, 15 cents, is actually on the menu. So you get a hot chocolate for 15 cents, a quarter pounder with cheese for 70 cents. That would be 85 cents. And then you could get um, uh, a, a French fry for twenty six cents. Now you're at a dollar seven, um, and then you could get a shake for dessert, a chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, or coffee shake for thirty five cents. Now you're at a dollar uh, fifty two. And then if you wanted, uh, you know, you buy your kids a root beer, orange aid, or Coca Cola, fifteen or twenty cents. And then a triple ripple ice cream cone. Whoa! Triple ripple. And you know, I think I know why they call it that. Do you know why they might call it that? Because there's uh, three ripples in the ice cream. 
I need further explanation. <laughs> like the ice cream when it's when it's when it's mm-hmm. poured out. Yes, it has the little three ripples. In it. Kind of. I think I think you're I think you're onto something. Even if you're accidentally there, it's. I think there's three. Uh, swirls? Three layers, yes. Right. Because layers the, then swirl. you know, it's like, hey, you ripped me off. That's such a small ice cream cone. No, no, no. It's got three ripples. Three ripples. Three, sh- sh- it's a triple yeah. ripple, bro. Right. So <laughs> unlike the dairy-made ice cream place where I was from, they did like 10. You yeah. know, and you get like they the just big, kept going. tall one. Yeah. yeah. For that. So, yeah. So anyway, that's a McDonald's menu from 1972. If you had $3, you could probably feed a family of five. Uh, at McDonald's in 1972. Yeah, you know that reminds me. Speaking of sandwiches, and my my dad being Mexican, I don't know if this is more of a common thing with you guys uh, growing up too. Um, uh, have you heard of spamiches? No, I have not. It's just basically, he was saying like it? it was so sandwiches. it was so cheap to get just get loaves of bread and spam. Yeah, and that's, okay. That's all they yeah like they eat that they eat that often. Was my wife's uh, grandfather. He was a a spam. Uh, aficionado. He also liked Vienna sausages, right? And he liked um, uh, potted meat. Yes, you ever had potted meat? Yes, by Red Devil. Meat. Red How Devil about canned or hammers? Canned ham. Wow. Potted meat. Of course, potted meat. Oops. And uh, phones ringing in the middle of the broadcast. That's oh okay. No goodness. problem. Uh, so we have in front of us now. We just got some drinks. It's actually, you know, who I just got a text from, from our uh, faithful. Uh, Coffee shop manager, the hub, Jeremy Wendell, print out a little promo for next week that we're doing. Make sure whoever gets drink number one likes it spicy. Oh, yeah. Is that you? I was about to comment on that. You like it spicy. All right. It's caught well, in the back of my throat right now. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it makes sense to just go ahead and take some time right now and recognize that this segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore. The best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, and gifts, including the largest selection of Yankee candles and all of Chihuahua. I like it a lot. I go there every day. Not Chihuahua, but the hub. Now let's play What's in My Coffee. Lawrence, since we gave you such a great like softball, underhanded, slow, and yeah, bouncy uh, kickball pitch here, um, what does your drink taste like? I think... It, I don't know when the promo is. I don't know if it's for May or, or for what they're doing. If it's a new drink, maybe they're going to kick off next year. But basically, I feel like it's a chocolate, uh, very chocolatey mocha, because I think it does have some coffee in here. But what it's it also iced. has, I'm looking at it, it's is iced. iced. It's nice and cold in temperature. But when you take a drink of it, in the back of your throat, you get like a hit of. It's not. It's not. I, I don't know what the spice is. Um, I, what, what, what are, uh, um, what cayenne are some, pepper? Cayenne, yeah. I think that might yeah. be it. A little cayenne pepper. A little in cayenne there. pepper in here, and that oh, kind of wow. warms the back of your throat. So mm. it's it's very chocolatey and, and very coffee tasting, uh, but then it has this kick to it. So it's very, it's actually of decent spice. The little emojis from uh, Jeremy's a little hot pepper. Is a hot pepper a. Darker skinned fella smiling and a Mexican flag. Okay. So, oh, so it's uh, like so it, maybe you know, the Cinco de Mayo coffee drink it, it here. Could be. Could be. Um, yeah, I don't know what. I think cayenne is a spice used in. Could be. In, we'll in find Mexican out in a second. Food and tacos. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, good looking Mexican guys, <laughs> muy guapo Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, you have drink number three. What does it taste like? 
You know what? I think I know the drink, but I want to, you know, I want to spice it up with with my description. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, I should have said um, that. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I'm at, I'm trying to, you know, visualize this for the listeners through voice, you know. So, imagine you're like sucked into a tornado, all right? Okay. And like this is frightening. And I know. Yeah, I don't want to be and, there. And then and then as you, as you're floating, tornado, you know, floating huh? around, you have these giant ice cubes that are just thrown in with you and you'll randomly bump into them you know so it can get cold at times but then you have like this this milk and and vanilla also poured in with this tornado <laughs> just floating around you yes. it's the greatest yes. tornado ever yeah and, and then, i'm still worried about life and death. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> not an ice cube bumping my but, elbow are there also two no, by fours well, flying around yeah, my head or a house cows yeah. but yeah. and then uh, and Maybe then finally the there's there's the coffee it was like a, a Big bag of coffee was just, just coffee a, beans. A bean. Just beans. Just huh? shredded apart in the tornado, except, yeah. Not you, though. You're, you're fine. But <laughs> you're floating, and this is all mixed together, and then you just get a taste of it as you're flying. Yeah. Right before you die. It's the last thing you taste. Yeah. It tastes amazing. <laughs> last thing goes through your head, literally. <laughs> nice. Wow, okay. man. I, I think it's a uh, creamy vanilla bean. You're floating. <laughs> it could be a creamy vanilla bean. I could have sat here and tasted it sitting down, mm. but I had to be in the element of a tornado <laughs> to I, really the get the effect. Mind, okay? yeah. <laughs> so we do apologize, listeners. Vivid there dreams. will really be Vivid no way dreams. for you to know what this tastes like. Unfortunately, you're dashed to pieces, but yeah. you had a good coffee drink. <laughs> but you, so that's good. you went well. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, is yours uh, less uh, less dangerous? Yeah, there's no tornadoes going on here, but um, this is a this is also a creamy iced coffee drink that um, perhaps has something other than vanilla, but I think there's some vanilla going on. I don't think this is the creamy vanilla bean. I would have guessed that by looking at it, perhaps. Yes, it does I like have that a one. lighter. It has a lighter complexion than uh, Lawrence's and. But and I've had Sebastian's. one of those recently, because Pastor really, Pastor Heron really likes them, mm-hmm. and he recommended. I said I've got to get one of those, and I, this uh, tastes like it might have something more than that than just the vanilla. Now maybe I've just been tricked into believing that after. Sometimes they'll give you the regular drink and mm-hmm. they'll add something. Yep. Now yep. maybe I'm just believing that. Without yep. it being true, but I think there's something more than the vanilla yep. in there. So could be. That's the it's theory. It's like that mango smoothie incident of 2016. Yep. Remember All right. That. Now, m- mine is first off, it's a uh, light color. Matter fact, is even lighter than his. It's, it's, I have the lightest color here, which matches the color under my watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not my. Yeah. It's almost exactly it's my almost, skin yeah. tone from under my watch. Uh, I got. <laughs> I got quite the farmer's tan, the refing tan there. Um, it's sweet, but it has a strong coffee flavor. So you wouldn't know it by just looking at it, but it has a very strong coffee flavor. Um, it definitely has that heavy cream taste, a little bit sweet, and I can taste the sugar-freeness because I'm a sugar-free person usually, so I can taste that it is definitely sugar-free. Yeah. But, and primarily, it's my conscience. If it tastes like it's real sugar, I automatically just start feeling guilty, like bad about myself, you know, yeah. so... This, I don't feel bad about myself at all. Great. Matter of fact, I feel like a winner. Like I just won the wow. won the Cinco de Mayo lottery. Yeah. So that let's see. Some death. chips and salsa. <laughs> so number one, Lawrence. Yep. The Mexican mocha. Yeah. The Mexican drink. Mocha. It's, a, it's a special seasonal drink. They just came out with yesterday. We're going to do it for a little while. Wow. We actually borrowed that idea 
I was in Australia back in 2004, and there was a coffee shop there. We were on the senior trip, and they had the Mexican mocha. What? They called it the Cinco de Mayo mocha, something like that. Yeah. Cinco de mocha, I think is what it's called. Cinco de mocha. That's then I today, came though. back, and then, yes, exactly. And then um, another coffee shop here on island has this drink on the menu all the time. Yeah. And when I do go there, I frequent other coffee shops. Equal opportunity, right? It's free country. Yep. That's my favorite drink there as well. Appreciate that disclaimer. So now, uh, n- drink number two That's, uh, is uh, you, me. You, yeah. Sugar-free caramel latte. Wow. There you go. Wow. I, I didn't uh, perceive the caramel. I wasn't looking for it. Uh, number three, uh, Sebastian, caramel mocha. Oh, wow. Mocha. That was really off. And then um, uh, number four is the caramel white mocha. Oh. So the caramel masked some of, I think... We Covered we were that. thinking all in one direction, and then they got us. They surprised us they a little bit us. with the caramel yeah, stuff. It, it, yeah, so now Jeremy Wendell, uh, the manager of the coffee shop, who you should go by and say hi to. There's still 18 minutes left down there. Generalissimo of the. That's right, he is the Generalissimo of the, of the uh, managerio of, of the I don't know. of the hubbo. No, it's the <laughs> what's the name of that machine he has? Oh, that's right. It's oh, the Benissimo. Yes, yeah. It's it's a it's definitely has starts that. with a V. Uh, it flavor of the week, and you can add caramel to any espresso beverage, a latte, or a white mocha for free. So that's why he added caramel because oh. the flavor of the week is you can ask them for caramel in anything, which means either it is a savvy. And shrewd business business marketing scheme, or they ordered one extra bottle of caramel accidentally and they need to get rid of it. It's getting ready to expire. <laughs> Either way, hey, it's a good day. So I would recommend to our listening yeah. audience to go by. If you'd like some cayenne get some caramel. caramel. The uh, Cinco Ball's de Mayo dead. mocha there is really good. And the cayenne, don't let that idea throw you off. It it really, you don't even taste it on the front part of your tongue. You do taste it in the back you of your don't. throat. You don't. You get it in the back of it, yep. Mm-hmm. When you get to the bottom of the cup is when it really hits you. If you let it all settle, you got to kind of keep it stirred yeah. up. Uh, because I don't think that the cayenne pepper, um, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> it suspended like solid. Yes, it's suspended solid. It's very good, though. Let me just say it's very good. So I think what we're going to do is take a short break. When we come back... We're going to talk about this day in history and some more theme-related Mexican discussion while we have Sebastian here as the resident expert. Muy bueno. Muy guapo. Muy oh. bueno. Sí. Muchos sí, locos. Muy crazy. Okay, let's go All right, break. Hey, yeah, let's take a, <laughs> I like, I let's take a break. Out, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, maybe we stretch this out a little too long. Let's take a short break. Uh, you're listening to Live Till 5 here on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. And we'll take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5. We're back with a little more live till 5, 3.48 p.m. on Friday, May 5th. 
Cinco de Mayo, Bonza Butler Day, and many other things. Probably the biggest thing around here was really Harvest Christian Academy Field Day. We had a field day out there. We had a field, field day, day in the field on field day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, basically, it's also Skin Cancer Awareness Day because uh, <laughs> about 80% of the campus was either totally covered in sunscreen or they're sunburnt. It's kind of two right. categories of people. Yep. Unless, of course, you're, right. you have a genetic predisposition to being able to handle the sun, <laughs> like Sebastian. Does, it doesn't so. keep you from sun. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't keep you from skin cancer. No, no, no. No matter no, that how that would dark be a misunderstanding. Are. Yes, that would Very be a misunderstanding. misunderstanding. Yes. But you know, hey, you know, some of us just like to have a little, little uh, tan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So me, I have, I, I am out in the sun every weekend at soccer games, and so I've got like these really weird tan lines. Like I. Only my knees are tan because right. I wear these long refing shorts and shorts. I wear high soccer socks. Yeah. <laughs> so I have two tan bands around my knees. And then I have my arms are brown up to my watch band. And then it looks like on when, my, when I come in, sometimes it looks like I've been wearing white gloves because my hands don't really tan up. And then where my watch is, where it's like usually a white line. And I usually have to wear a watch on each arm. So what I anticipate today is because I didn't have a watch on my right arm today, I will have a watch-sized sunburn on my right arm tomorrow. And that's happened to me, and it actually peeled one time. It was so bad. So anyway, enough about me. Uh, It is May 5th, and I'm sure a lot of things have happened this day in history. We're going to talk about what is Cinco de Mayo later and why is it even a holiday or an observance, and do people in Mexico actually even celebrate Cinco de Mayo, or is this just a made-up thing for Americans? And uh, but we have someone that's an expert of everything that's ever happened on this day, literally ever, and that is wow. Lawrence Nangas, <laughs> who's drinks awesome. in the Me- drinking the Mexican mocha for inspiration. Yeah. So if I if I happen to cough into the mic on accident, it's okay. Please do forgive me. I uh, have cayenne stuck back there. Yes. Probably. Just say excuse, por favor. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, let's begin. 1260 Kublai Khan, grandson of Genghis Khan, becomes not ruler. Not a Mexican ruler. Uh, no, it's not. We're going to start in Mongolia, though, work okay. our way around All the right. world. I know it's an M-word. Uh, becomes ruler of the Mongol Empire. Um, he was one of the ones that grew, kept it um, at a very large size. The Mongolian Empire, in history, is the <laughs> largest land coverage. Uh, not people-wise, not uh, wealth but as far as the amount of land that was said to be under their rule, the Mongolian Empire, is the largest. I think the one that got closest was maybe Japan with all the Pacific Islands and things, if you count the Pacific Ocean that was in the middle. Um, but still a very, very large um, large empire for the Mongols, Kublai Khan being the grandson. Uh, 19, uh, 1494, on second voyage to New World, Christopher Columbus, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher <laughs> Columbus sights <laughs> Jamaica. So uh, he went and got some nice jerk chicken and uh, and then said, this place is good. I'm going to be back. Uh, 1646, wow. King Charles I surrenders in Thank Scotland. Thank you for the editorial uh, comment. <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah, know, man. it's, it's yeah. possible. It's possible he did that. That would have been um, a lot of fun had, yeah. had we known. So anyways. If it was um, me, that's what I would have done. Yeah, I, I, me too. I, I can't blame him. Um, 1891, Music Hall, Carnegie Hall opens. It was called Music Hall um, back then, but now Carnegie Hall today in New York uh, opens. 
Who? Let, let's have a little trivia question here. Who do you think was the guest conductor for that first performance? What year was that? 1891. The guest conductor. Guest yeah, you, conductor. you've heard of him. You all have. It's it's. Mm. He's not hard to... Hmm. List. Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Nailed it. First oh, try. Man. Tchaikovsky was the guest conductor in the first performance there. Yeah, I wouldn't have had 1904, Cy Young. Cy Young is the award given to the best pitcher in baseball uh, each year. But he pitches a perfect game this day in history against the Philadelphia A's at the time. Uh, they won 3 to nothing. 1920, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson makes the Communist Labor Party illegal. Um, <clears throat> that was one of the last things he actually did uh, before he exited the presidency. He was also part of the 14 points, part of World War I. Uh, and, of course, it's going to be give way now to... Um, Hoover and Coolidge and a couple other guys that'll run the twenties, and uh, it'll be a great time in American history. Actually, it's just it'll be led to, or led led to a pretty rough finish to that decade. Nineteen twenty-five, Ty Cobb goes six for six, sixteen total bases. That's a lot. That's a lot of base running there for old Ty Cobb. He uh, he played for the Tigers. That's why I like. So it's uh, like so guy. sixteen bases in six. That means he had to hit like five home runs. Uh, no, no, no. He would have hit five triples and a double, maybe. Uh, well, uh, there'd be 16. five triples. Five, five triples and a single. Well, or... it just meant he got around. Right. So either, either there, the sixteen bases. I don't know if it's referring to his initial hit, or if it's actually he could hit. He could, he could hit, hit five four, singles, or four and the guys home behind runs. him okay. got him home. But you said, and he had out of six hits, so you'd have to divide somehow. Okay, wow, that's that is real. That's more impressive than it initially. He was sounds. on the base path an awful yeah. lot. Yeah, uh, it's just bottom line. Nineteen thirty-five, Jesse Owens of U.S. sets a long jump record at twenty-six feet eight and a half inches. Wow. I can't even fathom that. Like just running and jumping, and you just launch yourself out there twenty six feet. That that is an incredibly um, long jump. Nineteen forty five World War Two. Admiral Karl Donitz, leader of Germany after Hitler's death, orders all U boats to cease offensive operations and return to their bases um, because I believe May. I want to say eighth May eighth is VE Day. Uh, Victory in Europe Day, and then of course in August we'll have uh, August of 1945. You'll have the bombings in Japan, and then September 2nd, I believe, is VJ Day, uh, when the war officially ends. But I think this is three days now before the war ends. I had never even actually known the guy's name of who took over after Hitler, but here we have Karl Donitz. Yes, or and I know Donuts some of those U-boats. Yeah, really. Some of those U-boats uh, uh, ended up. They didn't do anything more destructive but they did take some officers all the way to argentina uh they they actually stayed submerged as as far as they possibly could and then they ended up coming up in argentina i believe four or five u-boats made it all the way to argentina post-war hmm. i just watched a documentary about that. yeah so that you that was excellent <laughs> hitler of the Andes. yeah fresh memory right there now this this one here 1950 i'm not going to try to pronounce his name because i don't think i'll get it right but this man was crowned King Rama the Ninth of Thailand. Yes, King in Bumi, the royal Bumi palace. Bowl. Yeah, Bumi Bowl. Bumi Bowl. Uh, in the royal palace. I'm full in of random names today. Yeah, yeah, that is a random name. But I he believe he's the away. one that passed away back in October. Just away, yes. Not even six months ago. Yep. Um, actually, the, you were there right before that. Yep. I was there a month ago. Yep. Um, that that country 
love that guy. Yes, his picture's on every Everything. government building, every, every street. It's called everything. Rama. All the bridges are Rama 1, Rama 2, Rama yeah. 3. Yeah. All of them. Um, just just short of worship. They would say they do yeah. not worship him. They'd say they revere him. Yeah. But you can't even point in his picture without disre- it's disrespectful to even point. Yeah. And so, yeah, the king, King Bumi. But he loved his people, and they yeah. And so he was, back. what year was he? What year was that he? That was 1950, so 1950. it was 67 years yeah. of reign. Yeah. And just a couple months ago, because he, he was crowned this same year, I believe, Queen Elizabeth II will yes, be crowned. correct. And so he was always a months ahead of yes, her. Yeah. But now, since he passed away, she She's just took longest, over as yeah. far as the and, longest reigning. And her husband just yesterday announced he's retiring from his royal duties because of health and, and he's age 90, and all sort of 95 things. years old or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he was quite a guy. The royals in that era uh, went off to war. He was in, I yep. believe, he's a World War II veteran mm-hmm. and uh, was a valiant... Uh, uh, guy in yeah, he was too, in Malta. So. I know he yep. he served in Malta before she was uh, crowned. Yep. yep. Yeah, and uh, his his uh, his grandsons have done the same thing. Uh, yep. So princes have gone off to yep. Iraq and things as well. Yeah, I believe Harry is actually still in yep. the Marines still or in. the Navy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty much. Uh, that's everything that's happened on May fifth. Yeah. I mean, there's a few other things out there, but uh, you know. As far as of note today, yeah. we'll, we'll, end, we'll leave it with King Rama the ninth. Yeah, live till five, May fifth yeah. today. That's Field day, two thousand seventeen. Field, Field day. day. That's yeah. right. And something happened that made you know someone in America want to have a holiday that they celebrate Mexican things, all things Mexican. And we're going to talk about that in the second hour. So, uh, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Lawrence. Appreciate yeah, of that. Of course, man. And uh, we have about a minute left. What are you doing this weekend? Well, tomorrow night we actually at 6 o'clock have the parent appreciation dinner for all the senior parents will be in here in the gym. And uh, we'll go over some things to look forward to in the next two weeks. Graduation's two weeks from tonight. Oh, yeah. um, Which is amazing. And then um, so I have that tomorrow night and then get a little bit of rest before we go into uh, the last two, three weeks here of school. Yep. Yep, and a big volleyball game tonight, yeah, too, Yeah, big right? volleyball game tonight against ND. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. And uh, Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend, by the way? Oh, you know, the usual stuff. Um, nothing, really. Yeah. <laughs> hey, learn to make some Mexican food. Yeah, I should be try. good. So, all right. Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Watch care on Sunday. That's so right. we're kind of preparing for that as well at our yeah. house. So. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's where the whole church breaks down into small groups, meets in homes and various places. So, Great. Well, I plan to be back here for another hour of Live Till 5 after this uh, news break. So, listeners, thanks for staying tuned. And uh, we have a whole other hour of Live Till 5. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News and a second hour of Live Till 5.
we're back with a little more live till 5. It's 4.04 p.m. on Friday, May 5th, 2017, if you're listening to a podcast sometime in the distant future. Speaking of podcasts, you can always go to our website, khmg.org, and download the podcasts of this show, as well as many other great shows that we produce here locally. Building Great Leaders, Harvest Highlights, or Harvest Time, I'm sorry, Harvest Time. Um, Living Redemptively, Harvest Echoes, Echoes, and many other great shows. Go to khmg.org and check it out. You can also contact us on Facebook. We get some interesting contacts on Facebook. Just this week, we got got contacted um, by uh, a pink listener. I mean, I I could say that. Unique and Pink. That was her, her name was Unique Pink. And I can't remember her last name, Schwartz and Gruber or something. But very, very nice. Uh, we love having people follow us on Facebook. We love to hear back from you. And you can go to Harvest Family Radio on Facebook. Leave us a message. Let us know what you think about this show and also ideas for future shows, topics, people we could interview. Leave comments about uh, the rest of our whole radio station. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For 21 years, we've been broadcasting uh, beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming here on KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. We're everywhere. And uh, by the way, since the hub so graciously provided us with delectable treats for the What's in My Coffee segment, I wanted to let you know, listeners, that the hub is open every day from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., and their flavor of the week next week, they're going to add caramel to any espresso beverage. So you cannot get caramel in your fruit splash, but you can get it in a latte, a mocha, a cappuccino, a white mocha, a coffee. Uh, not a coffee, doesn't have espresso. An Americano. For free, add caramel to any espresso beverage. Really good. And they gave me a little picture of it, and the picture does not do it justice, but uh, that'll be great. Did you know, listeners... It's the 30th anniversary of Where's Waldo. Yeah, Bob the Librarian sent me this, and uh, they have a new 30th anniversary edition. Martin Hanford is the author of Where's Waldo, Uh, and the book, it's the book where you try and find Waldo in the picture. There's all these different crazy things you look for in in this artist's, you know, scene, and then Waldo is somewhere in there as well. And there's a new scene in this 30th anniversary edition of the book. So check it out. Where's Waldo? He's got a red and white striped shirt and a little stocking beanie on. Glasses. Very easy to spot in a crowd. Where's Waldo? That's cool. Now, because we do have a Mexican theme overall on our show today, because it is Cinco de Mayo, I want to talk to our in-resident expert, someone that has known a little bit about Mexico your whole life, because you are 50%. Your father's actually from Mexico. He is from Mexico. So why don't you share with us one or two short, memorable, enjoyable, entertaining stories and okay. in English. <laughs> in English. That's that's my best language. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you got your, I mean, you got the, the worst enemy to most Mexicans, which is the chancla, is the, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the sandal. Yeah, when, uh, the, usually, in my case, it was usually the grandmother that uh, would whoop out the the chancla and like you'd run for your life then yeah yeah that's what you get a spanking with <laughs> yes and oh yeah so, uh but you know there's so many different things but i remember one thing that i really loved was the uh 
ice cream man always going by where I lived. Mm. And um, <laughs> and this is in Texas, but it was, you know, a big Mexican community. And um, I remember he had driven, he was on a bicycle and he had like a, a, a case in front that held the ice cream. It was like, oh, big, wow. Yeah. And he, and he rode around on that and, and sold ice cream. And I was like, oh, I missed him. And then I, I think I remember my dad being like, just go chase him down. You know, I was like, okay. So I went and I chased him down. I'm like, hey, I want some ice cream. <laughs> and uh, well, it's very interesting. I, I actually don't know Spanish. And um, we had a very long conversation in Spanish. And it was a very one-sided conversation, but it was one of those things where it was just like, yeah, yeah, I nod my head, see, 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 yeah, I know, I know what C was. He just assumed <laughs> and, you knew Spanish. And he assumed I knew Spanish, like most people, and uh, and and I was just like, well, I kind of already went, we've already gone a little too long in this conversation for me to bring up, like, hey, I have no idea what you're saying, you know. So I was like, I just kind of kept going just with played it, along. and he just kept going and kept going, and I'm like, I have no idea what. So eventually, he finally like just. He just stopped eventually. I was like, okay, see ya. <laughs> and I got my ice cream. But that was one of the, that was an interesting. Time. So you, you played the part very well. I played the part. Yes, I try. And then another thing, uh, Cinco de, with Cinco de Mayo, um, I remember I actually grew up in in the north, you know, yeah, with my mom. And she's more Caucasian. I went to a school. It was a smaller school, but it was like, you know, public school. And I was one of the few Mexicans there. Uh <laughs> And, you know, so, like, my mom was like, hey, it's Cinco de Mayo today. I was like, yeah. And, you know, I was in middle, sc- middle school at this point. I was like, man, I, I want the I, – maybe, uh, maybe I can convince my mom to let us take this day off. So <laughs> I was uh, – I, like, Wikipedia, like, what is Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> and, like, I tried to understand what exactly it was. And, you know, I, I came to her with my advanced knowledge of it then. I was like, mom, we deserve Cinco de Mayo off. And, um, and you know – and you know what? She caved, and she let us take the day. Well, she let she let me take the day off. Wow! <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I I deserve this day off, you know, and carry this this uh, Mexican stereotype at school. I want to. There play, you go. Play, play the part. Yeah, you should get the benefits <laughs> that go with the you know the advantages and the disadvantages. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, you don't get today off. I mean, you had to work this whole day out in the oh, yeah. hot sun with the. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in charge of the archery part of field day. I was in charge of archery. The only time where we think it's a good idea to hand small children weapons <laughs> and uh, and then uh, see how good they are with them. So next year we're going to have sword fighting and uh, a guillotine, actually. so You think that's bad, but I worked at a camp and they allowed you to shoot like guns. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yep. what? what? <laughs> yep, yep. I grew up going to a camp where you could shoot twenty two rifle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this, you know, with safety precautions, of course, we're we're good. So, well, Sebastian, I hope you have a great weekend doing nothing. Thanks, and uh, and uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking around on live till five. And happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you very much. All right, awesome, uh, muy bueno. <laughs> now we are going to continue on because uh, that is the theme for today, and I want to talk a little bit about it. But before I get to that, some of you listeners, you're a little tired right now, maybe a little sleepy been a long week five straight days of working some of you even more you've had a long day some of you might have been out at field day and got a little sunburned and a little dehydrated you just you just feel weary it's that time of year for school teachers where they're just like oh boy i just need a break well take a nap matter of fact i have a an article from the internet, from the thinkinghumanity.com website, which that means it must be good. 
The 1.3 million shares on this article from last month, March 5th, 2017, under the category of health, napping can dramatically increase learning, memory, awareness, and more. So if you needed just one more excuse to go take that nap, listen to this. Many Europeans believe the benefits of napping so much that they shut down in the afternoon to allow everyone to take a quick power nap, recharge, and come back to work. Unfortunately, this isn't the case in the U.S., where the midday nap is not only a luxury, but oftentimes perceived as downright laziness. If you're among those who enjoy the occasional midday snooze, a.k.a. a siesta, see how I tied that into the, the 5th of May there? You should continue the habit as studies have shown this normal and integral part of this circadian sleep-wake cycle rhythm. Studies have shown that short naps can improve awareness and productivity. You don't need much. Just 15 to 20 minutes can make a world of difference. According to a study from the University of Colorado Boulder, discovered that children who didn't take their afternoon nap didn't display much joy and interest, had a higher level of anxiety, had a lower problem-solving skills, compared to other children who napped regularly. The same goes for adults as well. Researchers with Berkeley found that adults who regularly take advantage of an afternoon nap have a better learning ability and improved memory function. Why is napping so essential? Because it gives your brain a reboot where the short-term memory is cleared out and your brain becomes refreshed with new defragmented space. And I oftentimes use the same language when I'm talking about my brain. I do like power naps. I try to take power naps. And I tell my wife that my, my hard drive is defragmenting. I feel like it, it ju- does help kind of clear my thinking up a little bit. According to experts, 10 to 20 minutes, back to the article here, is quite enough to refresh your mind and increase your energy and alertness. The sleep isn't as deep and as long as, uh, as longer naps, and you're able to get right back at your day immediately after waking up. If you nap for 30 minutes, you may deal with the 30-minute grogginess period because you wake up just as your body's starting to enter a deeper stage of sleep. The same can be said if you sleep for an hour, but on the other hand, these 60-minute naps provide an excellent memory boost. The longest nap, lasting 90 minutes, are recommended for those people who just don't get enough sleep at night. Since it's complete sleep cycle, it can improve emotional memory and creativity. Those are the types of naps I try and take on Sunday afternoons. Now, when I was a kid, I kind of resented taking naps, but uh, now I resent it when I don't get to take my nap. Chris, are you a napper? Do you nap? I only, I do take a nap on Sundays, not all the time now. For some reason, I haven't been able to take a nap lately, but um, yeah. You, you have a, a family. I mean, all the kids, do you yeah. make them all take naps on Sundays? No, no. Okay. They, but they're optional. very quiet. You know, Sundays are an interesting day. They seem to be, they come home from church and then everybody eats lunch and everything. And then everybody really quiets down. There's a lot of reading books and stuff. I'm not sure why it's so quiet on Sundays as opposed to other days. It's not like we've tried to make it that way. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's a, a little more of a quiet day for, for whatever reason. But, um, but yeah, usually then it ramps up right before we're ready to go back to church because they all have a snack before right. church. Sure. And then it really it seems to ramp up before we go to church yeah. Sunday night. But so we yeah. had to coerce our children to take naps. Did you? So that I could take a nap. Oh. Now my wife, I cannot remember if she would take a nap every time or not, but I do remember having to cajole and coerce my kids into getting on their beds and staying on their beds. Really? And not fifteen minutes into my nap waking me up because they needed something. It was like, just stay on your beds one hour. This house is totally quiet, unplugged, total silence. And then, you know, 
I fall into that deep sleep, and all of a sudden, Dad. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm startled awake, and now my yes. nap. Then I'm grumpy, and then I got to go back to church, and I got to make it right. Yeah. So anyway, we've been down that path. But I do like naps. I, I Some people, they can't take naps. They just, their mind is always going. Me, I feel like it makes me a little bit of a healthier, like mentally healthier person to be able to nap sometimes. And during stressful times, I try and take a nap on purpose because it is a little bit of a, a mind resetting event. If sure. I can just take a few minutes, I feel like some of the pressures that were on my mind uh, are gone or lessened at least. So, And science backs it up. So there you go. Take a nap. It's a good thing. Great. So now uh, what's happening in the news? Uh, Chris, I think last time we talked about the news, North Korea was doing something. Uh, Syria was doing something. Donald Trump was doing something. <laughs> You know, they're probably all still doing so. Okay, all right. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, I didn't get anything on North Korea today. Um, we're at a little bit of a standstill there, um, but there's a few other things going on. Alphabet Incorporated, most people know that as Google. That's a parent company of Google. Warned its users and YouTube, right? Don't they own YouTube, and YouTube as well? Yeah. They have warned their users to beware of emails from known contacts asking them to click on a link to Google Docs after a large number of people turned to social media to complain that their accounts had been hacked. That's not really true in the sense that they were fished is more of what's going on there. Google said on Wednesday that it had taken steps to protect users from the attacks by disabling offending accounts and removing malicious pages. The attack used a relatively novel approach to phishing, a hacking technique designed to trick users into giving away sensitive information by gaining access to user accounts without needing to obtain their passwords. They did that by getting an already logged in user, which many people are already logged in. If you go around to people's desks and things, you'll usually see if they're on the Google page, You'll see on the right-hand corner that a little face shows up or whatever, and they're already logged in. But it, it got them to uh, access an application that they said was Google Docs. It turns out that was not Google Docs. It was just something that looked like Google Docs. Anybody who granted access to the malicious app unknowingly also gave hackers access to their Google account data, including emails, contacts, and online documents. So this was not a deficiency on the part of Google. It was a deficiency on the part of the users who unsuspectingly, unknowingly, unwittingly, whatever you want to say about it, uh, gave, gave the hackers access. Mm. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I always watch... Um, uh, climbs of Everest and find it interesting. Nepalese Sherpa workers are fixing the final route to the summit of Mount Everest for the first climb of the season, which could be days away. High winds and snows near the summit on Friday were slowing down the work, but the first climb could happen as early as Sunday. The workers were fixing ropes above the last camp before the final approach to the summit. That's located at 26,240 feet. The Nepalese Tourism Department had issued a record number of permits. That's what's interesting about the story. 317 climbers are going to attempt to scale the 29,035-foot summit this year, 
An equal number or more of Nepalese Sherpa guides will be accompanying them. May is the best month to climb Everest. There's at least a couple of windows of favorable weather for the summit this time of year. Now, last year, the Nepalese government issued permits to 289 climbers. So you got 28 more going up this year. The 2015 season was scrapped after 19 climbers were killed and 61 injured by avalanche at the base camp in 2014. An avalanche at Kumbu Icefall killed 16 Sherpa guides. A renowned Swiss climber, Yuli Steck, was training to scale Everest this year, and he was killed on Sunday. Wow. Now, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Uh, Prince Philip, the 95-year-old husband of Britain's Queen Elizabeth, will retire from carrying out royal engagements later this year. Buckingham Palace uh, announced this on Thursday. The prince, also known as the Duke of Edinburgh, who has been by his wife's side through her 65 years on the throne, decided he would cease public duties from uh, beginning in the autumn, uh, the palace has said. The queen is the world's longest reigning monarch, and she celebrated her 91st birthday in April, will continue to carry out all of her full program of official engagements at the age of 91. Yeah. One last thing to just make note of, because it seems like we address this from time to time. A new report from the Barna Group asks Americans, what is to blame for fake news? This seems to be a new phenomenon over the last year or so. People call it uh, fake news. About a third of the general public blames the phenomenon on misrepresentation of stories by people who read, hear, or view them. I would agree with that. Somebody is... uh, not understanding what they're reading, not clear on what they're reading, not sure what they're passing along, whatever the case may be. It says that most evangelicals, that's an interesting word that is used in the news as well, evangelicals, if you look into what they mean by that, it, sometimes it could mean almost anything. Uh, but evangelicals say 51% uh, are a, a 51% of evangelicals that are polled here say that it's a product of liberal bias on the part of mainstream media, and about one in four members of the general public do agree that liberal bias is a primary cause of fake news. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, well, thanks for bringing the news to us today. Sure. And uh, I have a couple of things I'm going to talk about as well. But uh, before we go, Chris, uh, as you guys have your nice, peaceful, quiet weekend, did your kids enjoy the field day today? I think so. Yeah, it was it was fun. I, I loved what uh, Sarah said about uh, field day. This was before field day, but she ran in the dash mm-hmm. and she said, I'm the fastest kid in my class. I said, is that so? You're the fastest kid in your class. That's amazing. And she said, yeah, only a few people are faster than me. <laughs> How old is so, Sarah? Oh, she's uh Eight. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So was yeah. that third grade? No, she's seven. I'm sorry. Second grade, maybe? She is in first grade. First grade. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, yep. you know, we'll give her a couple years to figure that out. And <laughs> hey, she's she's she enjoys life and she's not as competitive, you know, as some. So did I say she she we watch these skateboarding videos and she's the one also that told me she she's never been on a skateboard in her life, never even seen a real skateboard, mm-hmm. but we watch these funny skateboard videos once in a while. 
And she says, so if we get a skateboard, I'm going to be the first one to kick flip the three stair. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we have a little three stairs yeah, going right, up to right, our place. Right. You know? Yeah. And she wants to be able to kick flip the three stairs. So she thinks, wow. never been on a skateboard, but she's pretty confident. She's she an can optimist. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? Absolutely. Someone like that in this world needs people like that yeah. for sure. Now, yeah. they end up, you know, usually with stitches and things like that, but it's okay. <laughs> yes. It's okay. Well, I'm glad she had a good time as well as the other kids and hope you guys have a great weekend. So yep. thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. Listeners, thanks for staying tuned. Now, it is May 5th, Friday, May 5th, if you're listening live. You might be listening to the rebroadcast. Saturdays and Sundays, we rebroadcast this entire show, all two hours, Saturdays, noon to two, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. So you can catch us on the rebound then. You can also go to our website, khmg.org, and you can listen to the show via the web either during a live stream broadcast or you can listen to the podcast later on when it's convenient for you. And here's a little secret about podcasts. One cool thing, depending on which app you're using to listen to a podcast, you can actually speed up the playback on certain apps. So you can take a two-hour show and listen to it in an hour and a half by, or or an hour and 20 minutes if you speed it up to like one and a half speed, whatever you can tolerate because sometimes there's a lot of gaps and people talk slow and things like that. So doesn't hurt my feeling a bit if you listen to me on Fast Forward. We can sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks in here, uh, and I think you'd still enjoy the show. So now it is May since last Friday. Not only is today Cinco de Mayo, but the 1st of May is a big deal. And I have an article here from CNN, came out this week. Uh, To most people, this is what the CNN article says, in the Northern Hemisphere, May Day conjures images of brightly colored twirling ribbons and promises of warm days ahead. You know, like the Maypole, like people take ribbons and they wrap them around the Maypole. I think it's a European tradition there. But that's not the whole story, though. May Day is also a day of protests and riots that traced its most modern roots back to a world-changing explosion in Chicago. So May Day, of course, is May 1st every year. And what is it? Depending on where you are, according to the CNN article, it's either a seasonal celebration or a day to celebrate workers' rights or maybe a little bit of both. Think about the latter use of Labor Day, if you will, for the rest of the world. So the rest of the world celebrates May Day as our Labor Day. Uh, let's see here. So some of your, some Europeans celebrate like Beltane. It's kind of like a renewing time. So it's a cultural uh, kind of beginning of summer type, type things. But um, the Southern Hemisphere is getting ready for winter. So it's, you know, you got to think about that. The Southern Hemisphere, it, they're not going into summertime. They're going into winter time. So how did it become a day for labor rights? According to this article, May Day is also a Labor Day in many areas of the world. And that part of its history is a thornier story. May Day has shared a date with the International Workers' Day since the 1880s. At the time, labor movements around the world were fighting for fair work accommodations like eight-hour workdays and unions. The date was chosen because it aligned with the anniversary of the Haymarket Affair in Chicago, where police killed four people at a peaceful protest after someone threw a bomb into the crowd. The event had a huge impact on labor movements across the world. So why are there sometimes riots and marches on May Day? Well, it's because in more recent history, International Workers' Day or May Day is often a day of protest for labor unions around the world. The people come out to rally, and sometimes their passionate demonstrations can turn violent. In 2014, Turkey attempted to ban labor rallies, citing security concerns. Across Europe, similar events have attracted heavy police presence. 
Riots and protests occur in the United States as well. One of the most notable is the Seattle May Day marches, which, though intended to be peaceful, have broken out in violence in the past. And so basically it kind of goes on to say, so May Day is, in many European contexts, it's a celebration of kind of the late spring, early summer. It's a time to dance around the Maypole and all those things. But uh, when it comes to many parts of the world, particularly the Southern Hemisphere, it's a labor rights day, a day to protest if there's unfair working conditions, things like that. And so uh, that's become a very popular thing. So I remember hearing on the news last week even that there were some riots and that um, I think it was uh, Mexican immigrants to the United States, illegal immigrants were going to not go to work on May Day to kind of protest um, recent political moves, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway... Now, we do want to say uh, for you listening audience that if you're listening over the air to 88.1 FM, every once in a while we'll have a little technical difficulty. Last week we had a little something happen with power outage island-wide. And the online listeners, you're still hearing the nice, steady, clear stream. Now, we did have to reboot the stream in the first hour, so you might have missed about 30 seconds of the show. But uh, sometimes over the air, we'll have a little problem. And today is such a day. We've been having this, this problem over the last 24 hours. We were good in the first hour, and now it seems like we are having a problem. So if you're experiencing interrupted signal, we are working on that. So if you, if you keep getting the radio station cutting out, especially if you're listening over 88.1 FM, just be patient with us. This is an equipment issue that we're dealing with, not only here, but at our transmitter site, trying to make it better and trying to actually replace a piece of equipment here eventually. So there you go. If you're listening online or if you have the option to listen online, go to khmg.org and, and listen there and uh, you'll hear a nice clean stream. So if you're the type of person that has a little radio at your desk, but you do have connection to the internet at your desk and some speakers, you might want to switch over to khmg.org so you can listen. Uh, one more thing, a little shameless self-promotion here. Do you know that uh, the hub is not only selling these Cinco de Mayo type drinks, and they're not only offering free caramel and all espresso drinks, but something that has been literally, well, I guess it's not literally, figuratively flying out the door are malasadas in the mornings. We're selling out every day. You can get a daddy's donut malasada with a cup of coffee for three bucks. And for each additional malasada, a dollar. So if you had a $5 bill, you could go in and get a large cup of coffee and three malasadas and walk out very happy. Maybe a little calorie rich, maybe a few two carbs, but you know, they're really good. And all the proceeds go to missions, missions projects, humanitarian projects all around the world. And uh, we are glad to do it. That's why we started the hub was actually to be able to raise money for missions. And it's been a great thing. We've been able to raise, you know, sometimes over $20,000 a year. And this year we're on track for that or more. So swing by the hub when it's open, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Get some malasadas, some coffee, get some of these specialty drinks that we've been talking about during our What's in My Coffee segment. And uh, say hi to Jeremy down there. Tell him that uh, you appreciate him. He's working really hard to make the hub someplace very special. We're going to take a short break, listen to a few short programs, and when we come back, more Live Till 5, Cinco de Mayo and other topics after this.
back with a little more Live Till 5. I hope that this show just makes you feel a little bit lighter. Not in weight, but just in burdens. Maybe you've just had a heavy week. Been weighted down with all the cares of the world. And this show's not going to solve any of those. And it's not supposed to be escapism. But I just hope it encourages you a little bit. Everything from the bumper music to the lighthearted conversations to the corny topics that we talk about. Hopefully it's just a little bit of lifting the load. Just a little bit. We hope that we are that for you. Don't know what you're going through. Don't know what kind of week it's been for you. Or what kind of month it's been or what kind of life it's been. But I hope that this encourages you just a little bit. I was thinking about that as this... Uh, little song, our intro song on this one, Chasing the Bull. This is a song from a soundtrack of the old movie Endurance. came out about a dozen years ago. Just a happy little song. Creates some happy little memories. Now I sound like that Bob Ross painter. Anyway, today is Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, 4.37 p.m. here at KHMG Studios. And I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Cinco de Mayo because it might be very well the most misunderstood uh, holiday. Matter of fact, the USA Today article this week said, for many Americans, Cinco de Mayo means enjoying Mexican food and probably a few Mexican drinks. But Cinco de Mayo, which means May 5 in Spanish, is probably one of the most misunderstood Mexican holidays. It is not actually Mexican Independence Day. And let me go to my history.com information here. So Cinco de Mayo in Mexico. Within Mexico, Cinco de Mayo is primarily observed in the state of Puebla. When that Zaragoza, when where Zaragoza's unlikely victory occurred, although other parts of the country also take part in the celebration, traditions include military parades, recreations of the Battle of Puebla, and other festive events. For many Mexicans, however, May 5th is a day like any other. It is not a federal holiday, so offices, banks, and stores remain open. Cinco de Mayo in the United States is widely interpreted as a celebration of Mexican culture and heritage, particularly in areas substantial Mexican-American populations. Chicano activists raised awareness of the holiday in the 1960s in part because they identified with the victory of the indigenous Mexicans, such as Juarez, over European invaders during the Battle of Puebla. Today, revelers mark the occasion with parades, parties, mariachi music, Mexican folk dancing, traditional foods such as tacos and mole poblano. Some of the largest festivals are held in Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston. Many people outside Mexico mistakenly believe Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of Mexican independence, which was declared more than 50 years before the Battle of Puebla. Independence Day in Mexico is commemorated on September 16th, the anniversary of the revolutionary priest Miguel Hidalgo y Costilla, Famous uh, cry of Dolores, a call to arms that amounted to a declaration of war against Spanish colonial government in 1810. So really, Mexican Independence Day is September 16th. Cinco de Mayo is an American observance respecting Mexican influence in America, uh, respecting uh, Mexican-Americans in general. And uh, we have had more influence than we might initially realize from Spanish and Mexico. So I'm going to kind of lump the Spanish influence through Mexico because we did have, of course, Spain influenced America directly by Spanish uh, settlers and Spanish 
explorers coming to the Americas, including North America. But a lot of Spanish influence has come through the southern border through Mexico. And so I kind of am lumping these together, not to oversimplify it, but I came across this article, 143 English words that are actually Spanish. Now, for example, this, this just shows you how much... Oh, by the way, I printed this. You can hear it. In color on 11 by 17 paper. Now, I did do it double-sided because I don't want to be wasteful. I love printing stuff in large format. I'm thinking about getting business cards on 11 by 17. I'm still thinking about that. Anyway, here's an example of the Spanish influence on America. Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, and Utah are all Spanish words or Spanish influence words. The names of those states... Cities, Buena Vista, Good View, El Paso, The Pass, Fresno, Ashtree, Las Vegas, The Meadows, Los Angeles, uh, which is the Queen of Angels, Monterey, Kings Mountain, San Antonio, St. Anthony, San Francisco, St. Francis, and Santa Cruz, Holy Cross. All those cities, Spanish words, Spanish names. Here are, just, here are some that are direct influences on one little part of American culture, the cowboy culture. Here you go. Buckaroo is an anglicized version of vaquero. Corral is a pen or a yard in Spanish. Chaps, uh, chaparreras, leg protectors for riding through the chaparral, which is a Spanish word. Desperado means desperate. Hackamore, the kind of horse bridle or a halter. Lariat is a Spanish word for strap. Lasso, lazo is the word for tie. Quirt, short for a horseman's whip. Ranch, a rancho, very small rural community. Rodeo, to go around. Stampede, estampida, and 10-gallon hat from the Spanish tan galan. So gallant, or possibly gallon, braid, is not a 10-gallon hat like it holds 10 gallons of water. It is a tan galan, so gallant hat. We're also influenced in geography and weather. Arroyo, stream, breeze from brisa, cold northeast wind. Caldera, cauldron, canyon, canon, pipe. Mesa is table, playa, beach. Sierra, mountain range, trembler from timbler, sorry, timbler to shake. Tornado from tornada, thunderstorm. Animals, alligator, armadillo, barracuda, bronco, burro, cockroach, like cucaracha. Mosquito and mustang are all Spanish words. I continue. Art, architecture, and culture. These are all Spanish words that we use in English vocabulary all the time. Aficionado, bodega, fiesta, macho, matador, patio, plaza, piñata, pueblo. Quixa, I can't even pronounce that one. Rumba, silo, tango, and telenovela. Those are all used in some form in English. War and conflict, armada. Bandolier, conquistador, flotilla, guerrilla, renegade, and vigilante, all Spanish words. Transportation, cargo, uh, embarcadero, embargo, galleon, and stevedor are all different Spanish words. Food and drink, burrito, chorizo, cilantro, daiquiri, habanero, jalapeno, mojito, nacho, oregano. Oregano is a Spanish word. I always thought that was an Italian word. Pina colada, salsa, sherry, taco, tequila, 
tomatillo, and vanilla, all Spanish words that have influenced the American language. Let me, let me continue. Uh, let's see here. We have bonanza, cafeteria, incommunicado, jade, nada, palmetto, platinum, pronto, savvy, siesta, suave, and vamoose. Those are all Spanish words that have influenced our American language, our English. The cool thing about America is it is a, a great melting pot. And so all these different words have been brought into our language, and it makes our language more rich, more beautiful, more full. And so we salute you on the Cinco de Mayo, all of our Spanish-American and Mexican-American and just Mexican friends who have uh, made our country more rich and more beautiful. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more about Mexican things, including nine authentic Mexican dishes you should eat instead of the Tex-Mex knockoffs, according to the Business Insider. A little bit of Stranger Than Fiction, and we'll wrap up the show. So you're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. This is the live broadcast of Friday, May 5th, 4.45 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. Saturday is noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. We're on our podcast through khmg.org. More Live Till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till five i'm your host jared baldwin it's friday may 5th 4 49 p.m we're gonna talk a little bit more about our theme then take another short break and come back and wrap up the show nine authentic mexican dishes you should eat instead of the tex-mex knockoffs according to this article in business insider megan willette september 1st 2014 she wrote this talking about different things that you know we look at if, if someone says, hey, I'd like to go out for some Mexican food, and then someone else says Taco Bell, someone that's had authentic Mexican food might be tempted to, you know, object. There are some authentic Mexican dishes that really ought to be tried, even if you like the Tex-Mex version. I, we lived in San Antonio, Texas for a couple of years, and Taco Cabana was one of the best Tex-Mex places there, and most of us are probably more used to the Tex-Mex version, the Texas-Mexico version, not the full authentic Texas or Mexican version. But let me just give you a few examples from this article. Instead of hard shell tacos, make soft shell tacos. That's more like what they actually have in Mexico. Spiced beef, tomatoes, iceberg lettuce, and Mexican cheese. But that's an American invention. Mexican tacos are small and soft. Tortillas are either lightly grilled or steamed. Taco can be made with a variety of meat, including beef, pork, chicken, or seafood. Vegetables like avocado, homemade salsa, chopped onions are added. Garnish with fresh lime juice and cilantro. If cheese is used, it won't be shredded Mexican cheese, commonly found only in U.S. grocery stores, but fresh 
white cheese. And don't add sour cream if you want it to be authentic. Try crema, which is less sour and runnier than sour cream. So, instead of a burrito, order tacos de harina. Wheat flour tacos. These look very tasty. American burritos, not authentic. Tacos de harina, wheat flour tacos, hail from the provinces in southern Mexico, are much thinner, smaller than American versions. Usually one or two include three ingredients, such as meat, seafood base, with rice, beans, white cheese, and chiles. Instead of buying Mexican cheese, try an authentic Mexican white cheese. What's the difference, you ask? Well, the one you see in the grocery store, what most of us are used to is what we top our tacos with and things like that, nachos and stuff. There are many types of authentic Mexican cheese, however. It's a white cheese. Each has its own unique flavor profile. Includes queso blanco, queso ocaca, oxaca, queso penella, anejo, chihuahua, cotija, and many others. And range in taste from mild to strong flavored and aged Instead of nachos, order uh, chilaquiles, Mexican breakfast nachos. Ooh, this looks very good. It's got a little egg on top of it. Although nachos are technically a Mexican dish in the sense that they come from Mexico, they don't really count since they were invented for the American wives of U.S. soldiers stationed at Fort Duncan. The dish soon became a Tex-Mex staple. If you want more traditional Mexican dish, try the Kia, uh, Chia Kias made with quartered corn tortillas that are lightly fried, simmered with salsa, green, red, or mole, topped with an egg, like scrambled or fried egg, sometimes pulled chicken. Add some queso fresco and crema served over refried beans. That's a morning dish? Maybe, maybe not. How about instead of buying jars of salsa, make your own pico de gallo. I love pico de gallo. I usually get all the pico de gallo off my wife's plate also. Instead of fajitas, try... Uh, cochinita pibi, pibil, slow roasted pork. Or instead of Tex-Mex enchiladas, which happens to be one of my favorite Tex-Mex dishes, try Mexican enchiladas. Mexican enchiladas are entirely different. They are um, usually made with tortillas that have been fried, dipped in spicy enchilada sauce, then rolled up with a small amount of meat, vegetables, and or cheese. Then they are garnished lightly with white cheese and served immediately. Instead of chili con queso, order queso flamiedo, queso fondue with meat sauce, cheese fondue with meat sauce. That sounds good. Instead of eating churros for dessert, try payetas. Have you ever had a payeta instead of a churro? I've had plenty of churros in my life. A payeta, uh, let's see here, um, are from Latin American ice pop made from fresh fruits and usually sold at kiosks and carts. They're basically fresher and healthier popsicles with fruit inside, and they're perfect. They're a perfect way to end your meal. And I'm looking at one right now, a payeta. It's a creamy popsicle with some um, crushed, looks like some um, crushed nuts on the end, and then some fruit in it. Ooh, man, that looks good. Hey, I could I could try some authentic Mexican food. I could get into that. So we're gonna take another quick, very short break. And when we come back from this short break, we're gonna wrap up the show with a little invitation to church. And uh, just a final call out to those listeners. So thanks for sticking around. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. 4.55 p.m. on this live broadcast, Friday, May 5th. A little more Live Till 5 after this short break.
Last time, we commiserated about those hectic days when dinner is an afterthought, and I promised you some planning tips because we all have those times. Hi, I'm Pam Smith with a tip for living well. Planning begins on the weekend, preferably before you do your grocery shopping. It's that once a week thing. Take just 10 minutes and think about the week to come. List the main meals you'll need to provide. Is there anything that can be done ahead during this weekend? How about grilling extra chicken for a casserole or cooking a double batch of rice? Why not cut up your fruit when you make Saturday night supper? Or get out the crock pot Sunday night and put Monday night soup in it. Now post that plan on your refrigerator and use your energy to think about other things. Thousands of people have won back their health through Pam's Smart Way Strategy. More information is available at pamsmith.com. That's pamsmith.com. This has been Living Well with Pam Smith. This is KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. We believe in building families that live according to the Bible. That's why we provide scripture-focused music and programs 24 hours a day on KHMG. Walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. And we're back with the last two minutes of Live Till 5. It's 4.57 p.m. on this Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Bonza Botler Day as well. Glad you could be with us. It's been a great two hours. goes by so quick. Fastest two hours in the whole week is Live Till 5 for me. I don't know about you. You can always catch the show again on our live rebroadcast, noon to 2 Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights on 88.1 FM, or you can listen to the podcast anytime you want. We upload it shortly after we're done with the show to our SoundCloud and other other formats. Go to khmg.org there. Let us know you're listening. Harvest Family Radio has a Facebook page, and we get new followers every week. We get nice comments from people, constructive information, and uh, we can answer a question for you as well. So go to KHMG's Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio. Look us up, follow us, and then you get all the updates every time we upload a new program. We try and put a little thing out on our social media as well. And I'm so glad you're with us today. It's been a beautiful Friday afternoon. Blue skies, light breeze. Everyone's been sun-kissed a little bit here at Harvest because of the field day. Much earned rest for this weekend. So all of you teachers that work so hard to make Harvest Christian Academy such a great school, you have earned a nice weekend. I hope you get a little bit of rest in this weekend. And want to wish our Harvest Christian Academy boys volleyball team, really men's volleyball team, to have the very best game possible tonight as they play Notre Dame here at home. And uh, hope they do well. They're undefeated in their season. Now they're in the postseason. Hope they do well. Kevin and Fuku's last season. GSPN, by the way, shout out to them. They did a great uh, expose on Harvest Christian Academy's men's volleyball program and Kevin and Fuku and it being his last season. I would encourage you to look that up. GSPN, Guam, you know, instead of ESPN, it's a G for Guam. Look that up. Patrick Lujan and his guys over there did an excellent job. Thank you very much. 
If you don't have a church home, come visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. I'm a pastor here as well. I don't just do this radio thing. This is kind of my fun side job. Full-time pastor here at Harvest Baptist Church, the associate pastor. Really, they just changed my title to executive pastor. But I would love to meet you face-to-face, 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Come worship with us. If you're looking for a Bible class opportunity, 9.30 a.m. with classes for all ages, we'd love to meet you face-to-face. And then Sunday night, our watch care gatherings. All the church breaking up into smaller groups, meeting all over the island in homes and other places. And it just happens to be that the Morgan's watch care group is Mexican-themed. So I might try and go there. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.